are the Watchers of Movies. I'm Lauren. I'm Samantha. And today we're going to talk about Elizabethtown, which is one of our favorite films. Yay! Did I miss 60B? (laughs) Did I miss 60B? (laughs) Anyway, neither of us watched this movie, like, recently, but we both have seen (laughs) it. It doesn't matter. It's like they care. I thought it was funny, though. Both of us have seen it a million times, which is why we can quote it pretty efficiently, right? Yes, big time. Yeah. So, I have to tell you that when I first saw this movie, I downloaded, like, every song in the soundtrack. Oh, yeah. 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 It was a great soundtrack. It was the birth of me liking Learning to Fly by Tom Petty. I love Tom Petty. Yeah. It was great. I mean, I liked it before that, but it's just used so well in the movie. And it was used in the trailer. And and then they put out two soundtracks, and the first one did not have it on it, which me. What, like yeah. it was all the same songs, or? It was songs from the movie, but didn't have Learning to Fly on it. And oh. then there was another one, like a second one that came out that had it, and I thought that was strange. Hmm, that is strange. Yeah. But I like, I, anyway, I love it. Um, so, let's talk about the movie. Okay. When, so, when I first saw this movie, I was a little hesitant, because I was like, eh, it's Kristen Dunst, and it's Orlando Bloom, and like... Like, Kirsten Dunst is okay, but I'm not crazy about Orlando Bloom, you know? I feel like Orlando Bloom, before I saw this movie, I would have said he peaked in Lord of the Rings, Mm -hmm. Um, but this movie, I think, is equally as good as Lord of the Rings, and I'm not sure why, except he's just playing a real per- like, he's just playing a normal guy in this movie, as opposed to... Actually, I'm hypercritical because I don't really like the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. <laughs> well, I feel like a lone wolf when I say that because most people really like them. But I find them, I find his character in those movies really annoying. And I have many problems with the movies. I'm just not a fan. <laughs> um, and I keep that hidden a lot because I have friends who really are big fans. So I have a thing to say about that, actually. Yeah, go ahead. I think that the first one is really well done, and I really liked it, and I thought Jack Sparrow was, like, a super interesting character. Very, like, three-dimensional, well-developed. He was this guy who was, like, you know, like, I'll always tell you the truth, but, you know, I'm super manipulative or whatever. And and then they... <clears throat> and then I agree with you. The rest of the films are trash. They're, like, not well done. All the characters are... Well, especially Jack Sparrow, they just make him into this, like, idiot, whereas before he was actually, like, a really highly intelligent person, and it was just like, what are you doing? He was so iconic, you know? So, I I get what you mean. I didn't I thought the first one was so boring. Really? Yeah, and everybody around me, all of my friends, all of my coworkers were just like, fainting over these movies, and I couldn't, (laughs) I, I just kept it to myself. And I didn't say anything, but I just have never cared for them. Um, and I don't, I, I... No, I think it's, I think, I, you thought it was boring? I did. I, oh, I think that, I think the score is really nice. I really like the music. Yeah. Um, and I think there are some visuals throughout the series that are just like pretty scenery and pretty and cool, like, old-timey pirate visuals, which are kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Like, the set design is cool, but 
I don't I don't care for the movies and I definitely don't care for Orlando Bloom's part. Like he dies. I feel bad because like him and Kira Knightley were in love and everything. Does he died in the third one or whatever? Yeah, but then I don't Listen, we're talking about Elizabethtown. Yeah, no, um, there is one thing I have to say. There is one part that I thought was really great in the Pirates one, is that when Barbosa walks out of the shadow and he's like, he's like, you best start believing in ghost stories, Miss Turner. And then he like walks out of the shadows and he like is a skeleton. He goes, because you're living in one. And every time I'm like... That's such a great line. <laughs> like it's I probably a great part. I love. Oh, Jeffrey. When that when that part happened, I was probably like, "Oh crap! I'm out of popcorn." <laughs> <laughs> I'm out of popcorn. It's only twenty minutes in. Yeah, Shit. and I was like, "Guess I'll go out and get some." And then I did like the Calvin and Hobbes thing, and I threw the popcorn bucket across the lobby, and I was like, "Oh, I have to go get my bucket now." <laughs> and then once I got it, I threw it further, and I had to just. And then when I finally got back. And the friend that I was seeing it with was like, where have you been? You would not believe what happened. Dude, I... What happened was more exciting than what's happening in this movie. <laughs> when I when I saw Rogue One, I was so bored by Rogue One. And, I, and that's the same thing. Like, a lot of people really liked Rogue One because it's Star Wars. I actually almost fell asleep in it. And I had to leave. <laughs> really? To, like, I went to the bathroom and, like, got food for, like, 15 minutes because I was like, I don't care what happened in the movie. Oh, my gosh. I don't care about these characters. I, like, almost fell asleep watching it. I was so bored. So, I get, no, I totally get what you mean. Like, yeah. I was just like, fuck it, I'm out of here, you know? <laughs> I mean, then I yeah. went back because I was with my friend. But I was just like. If I was not with my friend, I probably would have not went back. I probably would have just been like, you need to give me my money back. This is a bad movie. Well, yeah. I, I probably wouldn't have done that because, you know, I was the one that bought the tickets. So, <laughs> yeah, that's like, it's my, my fault. Anyway, that's like that. Was I with you that time that I got steak soup? Do you remember that? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. When we went for Mexican food and you asked for a burrito without the tortilla shell, a wet burrito without the tortilla shell, and the waiter no comes cheese. out and he's like, here's your steak soup. <laughs> and then he came back and I go, I was like, so I fucked up. <laughs> and I was like, oh I will gosh. pay for both because it's my problem. And, I'm going to uh, go get my coffee. Like, Don't get out. Okay. And I was like. I will have a burrito, this time with the tortilla, please. And he was like, okay. Oh, <laughs> oh steak soup. That, that was, was funny. funny. So I think Orlando Bloom <laughs> did a really good job in Elizabethtown. And I think <clears throat> um, his performance is right up there with his performance in Lord of the Rings in a totally different way, Yeah, obviously. well, yeah, obviously. I mean, but, they're, um, they're, world, they're I literally worlds different. If you're giving Orlando Bloom, like, a Lifetime Achievement Award, I mean, it's unfortunate, because he will only have, in my opinion, four movies, I guess, <laughs> technically, because he, well, I guess he was in The Hobbit, too, but I don't count those, really, but, like, Lord of the Rings, the original trilogy, and Elizabethtown, you can show clips from any of those, and I think you'll have, yeah. you know, he'll have a good package of clips to show before he does his speech but <laughs> although I liked him in The Hobbit because he was really arrogant and it was different than like any role I've played of, or I've seen of his before I guess I agree with you I didn't think he did a bad job I just I have issues with The Hobbit as well but 
it's because I love Lord of the Rings so much that I felt like The Hobbit didn't live up to Lord of the Rings. Oh, see, I like The Hobbit more. Really? Yeah. <gasps> really? But I've never read the books or anything, so I don't... Well, I've never... I mean, if we're going to get into, like, purist, I've never read the books either. Oh, okay. I just really <laughs> loved the movies, like, Lord of the Rings. Yeah, like, I like The Hobbit more. That's... That's strange to me, but that's because <laughs> you're attracted to Thor and Oakenshield, so I think you're biased. What? I've never been biased because I've been attracted to an actor before, ever in my life. What are you talking about? There was some... All oh, the time it happens. <laughs> Something in The Hobbits was... There was some magic that was missing, and I don't know what it is. I can't put my finger on it. I just feel like they're colder movies. They are colder. I agree. Mm -hmm. There's like... I think that there is more of an emotional aspect to Lord of the Rings just because first of all Elisha Wood is a very like emotional based actor mm -hmm. you know yeah. and he's very talented but um no you're right like whereas they had the the uh the what the dwarves or whatever they weren't like they were driven by it wasn't, like, emotion that they were driven by, which is maybe what they should have been driven by, since they were, like, trying to save... Weren't they trying to save their, like, kingdom or whatever? Well, yeah, because the dragon took over their home, so they, yeah. they wanted to go get it back. But Thorin Oakenshield was, like, losing his mind after a while. He was, like, going insane. Yeah, he was consumed Although by so the, was Elijah, so was Frodo. Yeah, but Frodo's was because he had the one ring. That's true. Like, the ring was... Thorin was just losing his shit. I just, I don't know. I thought Orlando Bloom did fine in those movies, but I just think overall I didn't like them as much as Lord of the Rings. Yeah, the first I can three, understand that. But, but yeah, he does, he plays just a normal guy in this movie who's going through a normal situation that everybody experiences yeah, at one point or another. Like failure, failure yeah. and death in the family and just maybe being sort of lost, yeah. but in a believable way. Like, he's not he's not lost in a way that nobody can... Um, help him. Well, help him and empathize with, you right. know? yeah. So I, I think it's just really good. I think... So I have a theory, and maybe this is... <clears throat> excuse me. Sorry, my... I'm slitting my throat. Um, I have a theory that because he was on that bike and he was, like, about to kill himself, that the dad like, dying was, like, like, and this is maybe, like, out of left field or whatever, but I always kind of like the idea that the dad, because he's such a good guy, like, sacrificed and, like, kind of, like, died to, like, save his son. If that, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I don't think he no, gave I know, himself but, a heart attack to No, I know, but, like, it was so perfect. It was such perfect timing that his sister called. Just as he was like, he was about to kill himself. He was about to commit suicide. He was sitting on that bike, like, waiting to get stabbed by that knife, you know? Um, I don't know. I just, I really like that, that, like, she called just in time and he was like, oh, shit, I gotta get off this bike because, like, now I have to deal with real life, you Well, know? I think sometimes, <clears throat> I agree with you, um, I think sometimes we're so consumed by our own troubles that it takes something bigger to snap us out of it. Yeah. So in his head, like, life cannot get any worse right now. I've just made it a, an embarrassing... I'm an embarrassing failure. Everyone's going to know it. 
I lost my job, I lost my girlfriend, and then all of a sudden, oh my gosh, now life did get worse. My dad has died, except it was worse for a lot of people, not just him. Yeah. And so that sort of woke him up, that, you know. Well, and I think a big thing that saved him, and this is later in the movie, is that, well, not only with Claire going like, so what? You failed. 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 <laughs> you know, like, so what? Okay, what does she say? I love that part. It gives me goosebumps. I have goosebumps She's right like, now. Have the courage to get back up. Yeah. Make them wonder why you're still smiling. Oh, God, I yeah. fucking love Claire. She's the best. Um, I like her, too, a lot. She's great. And, you know, but not only that, but they have, um, they have all these people that, are bringing him and welcoming him into their lives, and they really don't know him. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not very familiar with him. And they're just like, we loved your father so much, and he impacted all of our lives so much that you have to understand, like, how much this man meant to us. And we want to bring you in and show you all that love that Mitch showed us, you know. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, oh, so there is life outside of this company, you know, and yeah. And success and failure isn't determined necessarily by your job. Right, exactly. I mean, he did lose company a lot of money, but I always think of that one part when (laughs) Alec Baldwin is like, can you hear it? It's the sound of the shit hitting the fan. (laughs) (laughs) I really, that's one of my favorite parts of the movie when he's, because it's so ridiculous when he's walking him around the compound and he's like, my basketball team, I haven't told them yet. Yeah. My wildlife management company or whatever, we could have done a lot of good. And it's just like different ridiculous offices that somebody with too much money would have. Way you know? too much money, I yeah. know. I really, I really like that scene. And I, I like that it's, Alec Baldwin is used sparingly, but yeah. really well. Yeah, I like Alec Baldwin. Mm-hmm. I'm a fan of him. I am too. I think he's, he's really funny. He is funny. Yeah. yeah. Did you ever watch? Did you watch Thirty Rock? Actually, Mike and I just started. I I'd seen um, a few episodes throughout the years, like here and there, but I'd never watched it in order. Uh-huh. And uh, Mike has it on DVD. Ooh. So we started <laughs> it. We started it, and because uh, I don't think it's on any services right now. But, it um, used to be on Netflix or I'm not sure. Or but anyway, so yes, I am watching. I think I've watched like. I think we've watched maybe two or three episodes, oh, and nice. I like it. So we're it's just funny. hopefully yeah. we keep going. And I think he wants to. He said he said we should watch more. So it's yeah. funny. Yeah, I like Jenna. Mm-hmm. I like. <laughs> I, I really crazy. like. What's his name? Kenneth. The the. Oh, page. I love Kenneth. I really like okay, him. Okay, so this is totally off topic, but and you'll notice. And this. we r- religiously stay on topic. <laughs> yeah, you're better right, warn you everybody. <laughs> um, just take a notice of this. When you watch the show, that there are hints that Kenneth is over a hundred years old. <laughs> okay. So, like, just to let you know, like, that he may be immortal, actually. Like, because there's a lot of like, and it's it's very it's very few. There's only like maybe five hints out throughout the entire <laughs> series, but it's heavily implied that Kenneth is like an immortal being. I love it. I love the way he talks. I, I love do it. too. Like, it's raining right now. Is it? Yeah. Oh. It doesn't look like it's raining. It's like, when I walked out of the, um, my apartment, it was like, raining, but like, kind of slightly sunny, and, I don't know, 
Ugh, this week has got me bummed. Yeah. Well, <laughs> like, let's get back to something okay. happy. Yeah, let's go. Okay. So his dad dies. <laughs> so his dad dies. <laughs> no, um, Super happy. I really um, like, I think something about the movie that I really like is how, I think you can sort of be far away from your parents, even though they're your, like you're close by blood, but you're also far away. And I sort of like, that exploration as well. You mean like close emotionally? No, or? like close, like you're close because they're your flesh and blood and they okay, created you. you. But you don't, because there's like a scene in the middle of the movie when he's sitting at his cousin's table and he was like, were you close? Were you and your dad close? And Orlando Bloom is like, yes, yes, we were very close. And it's sort of a canned response. And his cousin goes, yeah, me and my dad aren't close either. Yeah. And I just, I just think it's, I don't know, I like the exploration of that, Mm -hmm. how somebody close to you can also feel far away, but also feel close again. Yeah. Does that make sense? No, it makes sense, and I think that he realizes, well, and I think a big part of why this movie is so, is so emotionally compelling is that, um, he kind of realized that he missed out on what a great guy that his yeah. dad was yeah. and what wonderful people his family is because he was so caught up in this stupid job that exactly. ended up, he ended up losing anyway. Like, you know, he misses Christmases and everything. And it's it's just like, after a while, something's got to give and you got to realize, is work more important than my family and my life and the people that I love? Or am I going to be consumed by this forever and then... You know, they're going to eventually be like, oh, yeah, we have a son. That's right. I kind of forgot because I haven't seen him in three years. You know, like. Yeah. You know. He says he has a really good um, quote in the beginning when he's <clears throat> going to work to get fired. And he said, he says something like, success is the only God that the whole world serves. Yeah. Or something. And so I, I think it, it's hand in hand with what, you just, with what you just said. Like, there's more to life than just being quote unquote successful. And there's more to success than money and fame. Yeah, exactly. And, like, success, like, his his dad, by all means, was not famous, but in this small town and in his small family, he was famous. Right, right, because you know? he was so beloved. Yeah, and, and so that is a form of success that Drew, Drew, Orlando Bloom's character's name is Drew, so Drew never considered before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, so anyway, so, okay, so then he gets to Elizabethtown, and... Well, we... Well, wait, oh, yeah, he... We should to, talk about the <laughs> Claire, plane. Claire, yeah, okay. Claire. So, Claire is played by Kirsten Dunst, and I love her. She's a great character. And so, she is a stewardess, and they meet on the plane, and she's, like... And the whole thing with, like, what you were saying, where he kind of gives a lot of canned responses, like, you know, she's like, is everything okay? You know, are you okay? And he goes, I'm fine. I'm fine. You know? Mm-hmm. It's like... Well, you're obviously not. Because people that say that they're fine, they're not fine. <laughs> you know? Like, when people use that response, it's usually like, well, not really, but I don't really know you to say that I'm going through some shit right now. So, yeah, I'm fine, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but she, I think, has this intuitiveness to her that they don't really explore, you know? I feel, And she's like, and she's just constantly reaching out to these different people, trying to, like, have a connection, trying to have, like, a human connection. And that's why I think I like her so much, is that she's, she wants to have that with someone. She wants to be able to meet someone and be like, hey, um, 
you know, like a human connection, like what I said, like she, that's all she wants and she keeps looking for it. She's not finding it with anyone. She's giving out her number and everything and, and no one's calling back. And then, you know, she meets Drew and they, and he finally calls her or whatever. And it's just, I don't know. I I really like her as a character. I think she's great. Yeah. I like her character as well. I like, I think she is. I like her intuitive nature because I think she immediately knows something's wrong. And then it's confirmed. There's a shot when she's like home business or family and he says, my dad. And then I feel like, in since I've seen the movie so many times, I feel like she almost immediately knows that it's not good. But she yeah. also knows not to press. Yeah. But she keeps talking to him because she's, I guess you could call her maybe an empath almost. Like yeah, a human a version bit, yeah. of an empath. And so she just starts talking to him because she's she's a flight at, a, a flight attendant, mm-hmm. obviously. So she's she knows how to deal with almost any kind of people, mm-hmm. and she just starts talking to him. And then he has his dead suit in like a garment bag. It's the suit that he's gonna like he's gonna be buried in or mm-hmm. whatever. And so she goes, "I'll take this." She's gonna hang it up at the end of their conversation, and he sort of like. Reaches like, no, don't worry about it. And then you can see it in her face. She knows exactly what's going on. She knows his dad is dead. She knows the suit is important. And she just, she goes, I'll take good care of it or something. I can't remember yeah, what she says, yeah. but she just, t- she goes, it'll be all right. And she takes it. And it's He kind of fights with her on that. Yeah. Though. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, cause it's like the only important thing he has left, I think, of his dad's. And it's like his job, like, like, it's the only job also keeping him alive, because he said, I'm going to take the blue suit, we're going to get through this, and then I'm going to get back on the bike, you know? Yeah, so his yeah. purpose in life right now is to get through this whole thing so he can go back and commit suicide. Yeah, yeah I mean, pretty and, much, yeah. And I just love how she, like, her nature is so deep and so caring, and it, and it's just a really good character because she hides it under a bubbly, like, with a bubbly personality, but she's so in tune to the people around her that people, I think she's also just kind of like a magnet, like, he had no choice but to call her back because she's a magnet, you know? Right, yeah, and she's, well, and she's like, she, she has this underlying, like, part of her that's not necessarily really obvious where it's, you know, to someone, I guess, who who kind of, like, observes her, there's there's clearly, like, just this sense of, like, loneliness. Yes. You know? Oh, and I agree. She, Big time. Like, you know, and, and we talked, I think we talked last episode about how she makes up the boyfriend mm-hmm. and everything Ben or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, and, like, the entire time you're like, you don't, you're not dating anyone, you know? But, uh, but I also want to talk about his family before he leaves. Um, oh, yeah. Right, in the, mm-hmm. the airport. And, the mom says, remember what your dad always says, if it's not this, it's something else. Mm-hmm. And, I don't know. I just, I I really just love this movie so much. Me too. <laughs> I think it, I, in my limited um, talking about this movie to people, and when I worked at the theater, it came out when I worked at the theater, and I think it just, I think it, it's underrepresented, underrepresented and underappreciated. I think I so think, too. I think that, People see that it's, oh, it's probably just a romantic comedy or romantic this, and they sort of write it off, but it's it's very deep. It's a really deep, 
good story, human story, and and yeah. I, I also I, I agree. I like his family, like his mom is sort of frazzled and his sisters I just I think it's just a really good dynamic. They capture so too. dynamics of family really well. Well it's like and it, it kind of captures all sorts of like parts of grief and parts yes. of dealing with loss mm-hmm. and and how each person deals yeah, with it differently exactly and there's you know there's parts of his family that are really bubbly and they're like the aunt that was played by Paula Dean. I loved her yeah I loved her character too she was really funny and I love it like Lena, That's Lena! Like, I was gonna bring up that part because I think it's so it's almost like so real it's too realistic I love how she's like just, I'll be two minutes, Lena. <laughs> so one good. of my favorite parts is when she's talking about the one, the one cousin, and she's like, "He has a third. Nipple. He had a third nipple." <laughs> like, she's like, like whispering, and then yes. she just says it out loud. So like, good, and she's like, like I, t- "I don't usually allow men to my bedroom." <laughs> I, know, I loved her. She was so like the classic like Southern lady. Like, yes. oh my, I don't la- allow handsome men in my bedroom. <laughs> I love it. It's so good. Oh, she was funny. Um, I, I, I really like that he has, um, what, you know, actually one of my favorite scenes, and I actually say this line to myself a lot because it kind of just makes me feel better, but when his cousin sees him, who, I cannot remember the guy's name, but he, <laughs> I always remember what his name is in Parks and Rec, which is Mark, but... I don't remember his character's name. Oh, are you talking about, is it Paul Schneider? Yeah, yeah. Paul Schneider? Yeah, yeah. Um, And he... Brandanowitz? That's what you're talking about? (laughs) Mark Brandanowitz, yeah. Yeah, but I don't remember his character's name in in Elizabeth Town. Um, Yeah, I don't remember his character's name in Elizabeth Town either. I can never remember his name, but... Um, oh my gosh, that's funny because I yeah I just picture, I just call him like Paul Schneider in my head. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, But he says... To Drew, he says, this loss is going to be met with a hurricane of love. And I just love that. Like, And I love the way he says it, too, because he's like, he's like the southern draws. He's like, you know, this loss is going to be met by a hurricane of love. And I'm like, oh, and I just love that part so much because, you know, Drew's just arriving and he's all frustrated because he's like, where's 60 Mm (laughs) V? And, um, and... His cousin is just, like, this super chill, like, relaxed dude, and he's like, hey, it's okay, we're all gonna get through it together, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's just like, you know, yes, thank you, that's, like, what someone needs to hear who just experienced the loss of their, you know, their father, like, it's, so, um, I really like, um, one of my favorite, one of my other favorite moments is in that scene when they, um, he walks into the funeral home, and there's people there, there's sort of people there, like, pre-mourning mm-hmm. and waiting for him. And Drew goes, my condolences. <laughs> and his cousin goes, I don't want to judge you because you were speaking from the heart, but uh, it's incoming. And he's like, oh. And he goes, no, it's incoming. It's incoming. <laughs> like, he's telling him that you don't have to give condolences to people. It was your dad. You can I let know. people give condolences to you. I just really love that moment. I just... It's so funny to it's me. So, well, and he's so awkward, too. Like, he doesn't yeah. know how to react about, you know, his... Which I, I also, is understandable. His father just died, but, like... Yeah. But he's also, like... I he, like that he's sort of like this... Like, if you could put colors in on the people in this movie, like, Drew is, like, a dark blue cold color, and yeah. all these people he's among now are, like, bright red yeah. warm. And, and it's just, like, he's... 
he's like a stranger in a strange land. He yeah. doesn't know what's going on. He's probably not super warm and cozy in no. regular life, let alone when something like this is happening. So I like that. Yeah. He's just sort of surrounded, like fish out of water almost. Yeah, he is. Um, oh, well, he totally is. And there's, you know, I mean, I think that the, the southern, the Kentucky people have just like what you said, like these warmer personalities are mm-hmm. more welcoming, they're more affectionate. And he's just like, nope, <laughs> don't know how to react there. <laughs> I also really like, um, I think in a dark way, I feel like this movie really encapsulates what it's like to see a, a, a dead body for the first time. Wait a minute, well, he's old, so probably not for the first time, but to see a dead body and B, to see a dead body of somebody that you knew. Yeah. In, like, you knew very well, because I guess we've all probably been to funerals of people we kind of knew, and it's still kind of strange, but it's even stranger to see somebody that you were close with, like, close in the sense of you knew them well for years. Yeah. Um, And he, like, stares at the face, and he, it's almost like you can't, it's almost like your brain goes to a different place when you see them and so his brain was sort of stuck on the expression um that the mortician put on his dad's face and he was like what's the word well do you notice that the the dad has a smile that's growing he sort of smiles yeah Yeah, and i just like it's not in a creepy way just to let our listeners know it's not creepy it's really well done in my head that scene makes me think that cameron crowe the director probably experienced the loss of a parent. I imagine because he's an older man. I ex- mm-hmm. I assume he experienced the loss of a parent or someone close to him because I just I think that scene is just so well done and and it's like sort of beautifully strange. Yeah, it's you know? like it's surreal. Yes, that's a great yeah, yes, exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. a great way of yeah, putting it. Yeah, cuz he's standing there and he's looking at his father and he's just like Yeah, and like what are you saying? What's that word? Whimsy, whimsical, yeah. you know, and, and so his like father has that very subtle smile that's growing on his face, and it kind of just, like, it, it's like, this is so weird, because the last time I saw you, you were alive, and you were talking, and you were mm-hmm. having a great time, and now you're just a body. Like, yeah. And it's, yeah, and I mean, it's... I, I just think it's a really melancholy, but it's nice well, yeah. moment. I liked it, yeah. yeah. And I really like the placement of the song. I think it's Elton John. I like the placement of the song at that moment. Cause it, what is it? It's um, like, um, from this day on, I'll... Oh, My Father's oh, Gun. My Father's Gun. Yeah. I just think it's, it's really good. Oh, the, the music in this movie is really good. Is really good, yeah. Yeah, it's and fantastic. It's perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's, it's just a really nice <clears throat> moment. I love this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, uh, we both haven't seen it in a long <laughs> months, and we're both like, but I remember every single little scene, Yeah, <laughs> I remember everything. I recently lent it to Mike, because I told him it was one of my favorite movies, and he's, he'd never seen it, and, uh, and he said he was interested in watching it, so he watched it, and I was really nervous, because I, I wasn't sure if he would, I mean, I didn't think he would hate it, but I wasn't sure if he would like it as much as I hoped he would, and he did he did like it. He enjoyed it a lot Good. more than I was afraid. You know, because whenever you sh- whenever you show somebody a movie that you really like, you're always like, what are they going to think about it? Yeah. 
And yeah. he liked it, and I was really glad that he, he seemed, uh, he got it. Yeah. You know, like, so many people, I've so showed movies to people throughout the years, like, friends, and I feel like they don't get it. And that's yeah. one of the biggest fears I have when I show somebody a movie that I really like, that they're just not going to get it. And he Wait. got it, and I was so happy. You yeah, know? well, because so. I think that what happens is you get these emotional attachments to these films, and you're like, I love this film mm-hmm. for this reason, because it touches... You know what this part of my heart like for me I love Elizabeth Town because it's about dealing with loss and the amount of love that comes together to you know be like it's gonna be okay mm-hmm. and it, it just it makes you feel so good like it, yeah. it's such a feel-good movie and but it's done in the best sort of way you know yes and I like I really like the love story in it because me too the timeline is very short mm-hmm and I think in a lot of movies, like, most movies, I guess, love stories happen very quickly, and I think, like, oh, this is too fast, but I like it because they spend so much time talking to each other that I believe that they probably do, they're connected, you know? Yeah, I Like, they too, talk on yeah. the phone all night, and I just, and then they have a few interactions in real life before it even becomes romantic. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I really like that aspect of it because I, I think, I believe that they would be connected enough to be romantic. Yeah. You know? Well, and she's not taking any of his shit either. Exactly. You know, and like, mm-hmm. like with, you know, Jessica Beale who played his original girlfriend, what was her name, like Helen? Uh, or Ellen. Ellen. Ellen, that's yeah. right. Um, Ellen... She just liked him because he was successful. Exactly. She didn't care about him. I yeah. mean, it was so obvious. Like, he calls her, and he's, like, obviously, like, going through something, and she's like, I gotta go to dinner, yeah. so bye. Like, his dad just died, you bitch. But when he was, when he goes to the, to the office to get fired, as he's leaving, she's, like, shaking hands with the next, like, bright star yeah. intern, yeah. and she was, like, really excited to see him, so you could tell that she's already moving on. And, it's, I know, and yeah. she just kind of gives him that good, like, he, what does he say? He's like, I am a curator of last looks. Yeah. Yeah, and then he, like, you know, she kind of gives that, like, mm, sorry, mm-hmm. you know, like, and he's like, and there's one, <laughs> you know, and, yeah. yeah. Um, so I just, but... I like how, I like how the love story came to be, because it's so, like, they just, they connect, and you can tell mm-hmm. they connect, and I think that's really awesome I yeah mm-hmm. it's well and you know especially too that she creates that that binder for him of um all these different songs and these different mm-hmm. moments and it's so thorough and it's so well thought out and there's so much effort and heart and put into it that it's like this is a person who really gives a shit about you. Mm-hmm. And even though she doesn't know you very well, she still, like, there's a lot of love and time and effort put into this gift that she gives. And it's just, like, and it's really remarkable, too. Yeah. Like, oh, my God, are you kidding? I would love to have a gift like that that someone created for me that I would go on a field, like, a, a road trip and mm-hmm. have all these moments. And, and again, I think it comes back to her being very intuitive is that she she understands what it's like and she's able to like map along all these different instances that happen as he's taking this road trip, like finding the, you know, the magazine of like his failure or whatever. And yeah, I mean that part I feel like is kind of movie magic. Well, yeah, but like, I think the whole, the whole trip up until, (laughs) the whole trip up until he gets to the farmer's market I think is is really good because well, she's don't a like flight the attendant. Farmers market. The farmers market is so well. Cute, no, though. I'll tell you, my I'll tell you, 
I don't know how, like, she couldn't have planned certain things like find the spasmodicas and then find the thing. You know, like, No, you're right. They, they, she, and that's right. okay. I accept it because I really like the movie. Right. So I'm okay with it. I just think some of that is kind of movie magic. No, but you're, like, you're right. I know. The path <laughs> to get there, I think, is good because she's a flight attendant. She knows the country. I mean, she's up in the air, not on the highways, but she still right. knows the country. She knows... She knows um, landmarks. She knows, right. you know, stop here and talk to this guy and stop at, you know. So. Yeah, well, and I think that she maybe traveled some bit, too. Like, yeah. Oh, and maybe yeah. done some road she, trips, she, too. Because she, like, encouraged yeah. him to do a road yeah. trip. And yeah. she's like, you have to do a solitary road trip across the country. Yeah, yeah, and then showing him, like, that her favorite tree. Yeah. Which I really like that part because he's, like, dancing around and he's, like, throwing the ashes and everything. And it's just, like, it's, oh, God. I'm getting goosebumps talking about this movie. I love it so much. <laughs> it's um, cathartic. It is. I like that. I like, and to to keep going with the metaphor, it's like if his color his color was turning from blue to red. Like he's learning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's learning how to emote. Yeah, you know, he's yeah. crying and he's he laughing is, yeah. and he's dancing. Yeah. Anyway, I interrupted you when you were no, talking no. About I don't. I didn't have any really anything else to say, but um. And then so okay, so what's the next part that we should talk about after he arrives in Elizabethtown? So oh, Chuck oh, and, and I Cindy. do. Oh, I do like all those when he's driving up. All those people are waving at him. Yeah, I really like that too. And everyone's like, it's like they're welcoming home. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, you're home, you know. Yep. And, and even though they probably. He's maybe just a stranger, and that's just kind of what they do. But, like, it's still, like, there's something so, like, it's, like, magical, yep. you know? Mm-hmm. Like, and it's these kids, like, these little kids are waving at him. They're like, hi, you know? And yeah. we're so glad to see you. Thank you for arriving. You know, like, it's just, um, it's, really it's like good. that, it's like that podcast that we, we were talking about the, um, the kid, the adults read or grown ups read things that they wrote their <laughs> yeah. kids, and the uh-huh. guy, and I love the guy that the the guy that does it because every time he starts it, and he goes, "Hello, it's so good to see you again." <laughs> and every time he does that, I'm like, and I love his voice. He's got such a nice, rich voice. And every time he does that, I'm like, "It's nice to see you too." <laughs> you know, thank, thank you, you know? thank you, were, thank you for happy to see me. You know, and, yeah, and that's kind of what it feels like with that. It's just, it's this warm, like, oh, thank you for having yeah. me in your home, you know? And um, But what were we talking about? Um, oh, I think Chuck we should talk Cindy. about Chuck and Cindy. Cindy and Chuck. So he gets, he gets to the hotel, and I, there's a, a couple moments I really like that are kind of s- small in the beginning. So he's standing at the desk, and the, the receptionist is like, are you here for Chuck and Cindy's wedding? Yeah, she goes, <laughs> and he's like, she no, I'm not. It's like, and then he gives his company card and he goes, let it rip. And you can see in her eyes that she's like, ooh, high roller. <laughs> and I just really love that moment. I know. But really, he's screwing over the company that he worked for again. I like that. Yeah, I mean, it's like close to a billion dollars. I'm not going to mind. He gets <laughs> a couple hundred. He gets a... Uh, he gets to his room, and it's obviously, like, a room that was once reserved for Chuck and Cindy's wedding party because there's, like, a <laughs> gift basket there. And yeah. it's – I love how over the top it is because it's not – it's not far-fetched for me to believe that there would be a couple that would just have the most ridiculous wedding party. Dude, And he's, yes. like – he pulls out a pen, and it's, like, Chuck and Cindy loving life, loving you. Chuck <laughs> <laughs> and Cindy, they're, like, goals, man. I – and I oh. think – I know that there's not much subtlety in this, but I still really like how Chuck was like, 
death and life and life and death right next door to each other. And I just, I know that he's basically spelling out why the Chuck and Cindy storyline is there, but I still really love it, you know? <laughs> I like do too. I, well, and they're so personable and they're so likable mm-hmm. and they welcome both Claire and Drew into their lives. <laughs> yeah. Even though they don't know them. They're like, come, party with yeah. us. Drink my beer. I would love to have you here, total stranger. Like, and they're just it. such great people. I agree. And I like, 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 like <laughs> Drew sneaks in to steal the beer and Chuck is like... Are you friends with Chuck? Are you Chuck? Chuck or I'm Chuck. And, I'm he, Chuck. and then he, he finds out he's there for the funeral. And then he takes Drew's phone and he's like, Chuck here. And he goes, Claire, hi Claire, if you need anything. I, know, like, like, I love it. I love you too, Claire. <laughs> and then he gives Drew one more hug. And then he immediately snaps back into the groom mode. And he starts dancing away from him. And I just, oh, Chuck, I really best. like it. Yeah. Chuck and Cindy are like, well, and they're total like, they're the comic relief, but they're done in such a way that you're like, I love them and I care about these people, yes. even though they're such a <laughs> tiny part. They're you're tiny. like, you want them to have an amazing wedding. You want <laughs> them to have amazing marriage. Like, you want good things for these people because they're so kind. And they're mm-hmm. just like, and and I think that's part of the reason, again, why I like this movie so much is that even these small characters are like super well developed. Like, well, not super well developed, but they're like developed enough that you care about them, that you empathize with them and you like them and you want good things for them, you know? Yes. And it's like Yes. This is this is why this movie is so feel good, is that they just they really they really make you care about, you know, the little guy. The people care about each other and that makes you care yeah. about them. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And um I <laughs> I love their whole like and I'm not you know you know that I've been I've said over and over again that I don't want to have a wedding because it's like way too much stress but I love what they did like <laughs> I think that would be really fun to be like in a hotel for like three days with like a ton of your friends like just having a party yeah like, weddings are fun <clears throat> I really like weddings I like I've been in weddings and that's fun and I've obviously been a guest at weddings and that's fun but I just I when people say that, that they don't like weddings I think why it's like well, I'm getting no I'm not talking about you okay I'm not talking about you don't want to have I'm not talking yeah. about wanting to have a wedding or not right. I just I feel like people complain a lot like oh I have to go to this wedding and I'm like oh I'm sorry you don't like that people are gonna feed you and get you drunk for free <laughs> and play music How loudly dare they? like oh I just what do you do for fun? Like, Dude. cut your fingernails? I don't know. Like, <laughs> I mean, so I just think weddings are fun. I don't know. I mean, I understand if you have to go to a wedding by yourself and you don't know anybody there. But yeah. if you're, like, I think it's just, I've, I feel like I've never had a bad time at a wedding. And, um, I mean, I've even gone to some weddings. You. Oh yeah, at yeah, Ali's wedding. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. it's just they're just fun, especially yeah. when you know a lot of people there. I have gone to weddings before where I've been by myself. There was one wedding in particular when I was in college where I had a friend who was obviously getting married, and I was invited. And I thought, I don't know anybody, and I went by myself. And after the ceremony, I thought, if the reception, if the seats at the reception are not assigned I'm just gonna leave I'm not gonna stay because I was too nervous Mm -hmm. but they were assigned so I had I sat down at the table and everyone at the table was so friendly and we just had fun and I made new friends I mean they weren't lasting friends they were like after the wedding after the reception was done yeah (laughs) it was just such a good time and I 
I don't know. I just even that wedding was fun. So any wedding can be fun. Yeah, I think, yeah. You know, no, I don't know. I, I, I agree. But um, I know they are expensive, so I understand yeah. your sentiment about like not <laughs> wanting to pay for one. But just be a guest at one, I think, is fun. Yeah, yeah, I went. My cousin had a wedding. God, like it must have been like maybe like twelve years ago or something, and it was on New Year's Eve. In New York City. Oh, that's cool. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it was in, like, Tribeca, I think, or something. So it wasn't, or maybe it was Manhattan, but. Um, or maybe the Bronx or something. You know, Brooklyn, Queens. Well, I mean, like, Manhattan's, like, all- the most expensive one, so. <laughs> <laughs> no, she actually is, um, she's, like, a huge deal. She's, like, a CEO and was had been on, like, the cover of, like, magazines and stuff. Like, really? I should show you. Yeah, I'll show you That's after. your cousin? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Yeah, she, like. Sent a picture of her little girls to my mom. <laughs> so she has these little two little girls, and they are the cutest, sweetest little girls ever, and I love them so much. And she sent a picture of them with Katy Perry to my mom. Oh my and gosh! My mom had no idea who Katy Perry was, and she goes, she's so cute. My mom is so cute. She goes, she goes, who's that? A Disney princess. <laughs> She's like, I didn't know who she was. I asked if she was a Disney princess. I was like, Mom, you're so cute. I hope, I hope, you're killing me. I hope Katy Perry listens to this. I think she's getting kicked Disney princess. Oh, that's cute. That's really it was funny. really cute. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I'll show you. I'll show you later about her because she's, oh, yeah, she's that's really awesome. she's got yeah. But anyway, so um, and that was really fun. Yeah, it was, it yeah. was like it's you a know, good time. um, God. I, Oh yeah. So, all right. So, what is next to talk about in this movie? Well, they have a really good moment. So Drew and Claire talk all night on the phone, mm-hmm. and then Claire's like, "We're not I that far that away scene. from me too." And she's like, "We're not that far away from each other. You want to meet and watch the sunrise?" Mm-hmm. And I think this is also another moment that really gets it right because so they meet and they've been talking all night and yeah. they meet and they sit down. To watch the sunrise, and then they have nothing to say to each other. And And she says, we we peeked peeked on on the the phone. phone. (laughs) And it's so perfect. I don't know. There's something so realistic about that. Well, right, because they're not like, it's not like, you know, they're tired. Yeah. They've both been talking all night. They've been staying Mm -hmm. up all night with each other. And it's like, in movies, usually, it's like, they still have so much to say, but in this, they're like. And they fall into each other's arms. (laughs) Like, but but in this, they're like, I'm tired, dude. I want to go home and sleep. I'm tired, (laughs) and it's a lot easier to. Like, get up close and personal over the phone, weirdly yeah. enough. It will totally, yeah. Because yeah. so, well, you have that, like, barrier yeah. where, you know, like, you can't see someone's, like, facial expressions or mm-hmm. whatever, so you can tell them things that you wouldn't necessarily tell them right. in person because, like... It like especially with something you're like I'm afraid you're gonna judge me so like I'm gonna tell you this weird thing like how I tell you weird shit all the time and you judge me and no, I'm just kidding. Well, the thing is, it's just easier to judge you when you text it to me because then you can't see my response. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, I just said the thing. Um, oh, yeah, what was the last weird thing I texted oh, you? Oh, you said oh, um, Bojack Horseman has a cartoon version of Stellan Skarsgård, and I replied. How turned on are you right now? And he just sent me two gifts of 
<laughs> um, Morticia Adams and somebody what else. It? it was like, I can't remember who it was, but they were both like, <laughs> I'm not answering that question, but my eyebrows say differently. <laughs> Which is probably why you like Pirates of the Caribbean, because Stellan Skarsgård is in it. Even with a weird, second one. Even with a weird starfish stuck no, on his face. No, he's gross. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's in the second one, he's not in the first one. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Anyway, um... um yeah, so I really like that, and, and that's when uh, Learning to Fly comes on mm-hmm. as a soundtrack, and she says, Aloha, which I just think is such a really cool moment, because she's going to Hawaii or whatever, but then she But it, it almost her... seems like it's goodbye, too. Yes, because yeah, he, yeah. he says, there's another last look. Yeah. And you think that you're probably not going to see her again. Oh, well, I don't, because <laughs> I've seen... That's not my first rodeo. <laughs> And I saw the trailers. So. Oh, did you? <laughs> That's can't, crazy. Can't so did I. <laughs> no, um, I don't know. Okay, to your point, maybe. But as a viewer, I don't know if we're supposed to believe that. Right. But, um, yes, he does think he's never going to see her again. Mm-hmm. So, But then she cancels her trip to Hawaii, and she shows up, and I... Really? I couldn't leave you in distress. Yes, oh my gosh. <laughs> and um but I do like there's something that we haven't really discussed and it's how there's this like grumbly portion of the Kentucky group, his family in Kentucky who oh, yeah, yeah. are like upset about cremation. Like he they want to have the dad cremated, but the family in Kentucky are like Is so there such a thing as partial cremation? <laughs> director guy is like, you know what the cremation percentage is in Cal- they think he's from California even though he lives in Oregon and he's like, you know what the cremation percentage in California is? 80% and he's like incredulous that they're not burying people they're cremating them and so it's it's like this funny thread that goes oh through. Oh my god, I love it, yeah. yeah. Um, but then there's that whole like weird scene where he's like stop the cremation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that seems kind of intense. That seems yeah, it's really intense and it's also like I mean I don't love that scene and I don't I don't really know why I don't like that scene. I think it's it's kind of macabre. Yeah, macabre. Macabre. I've never I never attempt to say that word out loud because I don't know how it's actually pronounced. So this is I don't know why I chose the podcast to actually say <laughs> I don't know why you didn't mean that. Do you ever do you like, have words like that where you just like I just well, won't like, use it until I hear somebody else use it? And I um, I've heard people use it but I still don't know how it's pronounced. Yeah, it's kind of I can't think of anything specific, but I've done that before where I'm like, I just, you know, blah blah blah. Whatever, and then I'm like, did I use that word right? <laughs> you know, like, I'm like, hmm. Yeah. And then I usually look it up later. Um, like, I thought condone meant, like, I don't approve of this. I didn't realize oh. that it meant approve of it. Oh. So for the longest time, I was using it the wrong way. <laughs> it's like... One time when I worked at, um, when I was very, when I was, like, probably 16, and I first started working, I used the word, I pronounced the word vehement I pronounced it vehemently but mm-hmm. I think it's like ve- vehement I don't actually know but 
And I, I got, didn't know either. I got teased about it by some of the older people. Older being like, they were like 21, and I was like 16. So the oh. people I looked up to, and I was trying to make a joke, and they were like, vehemently, is that a new word? And I was so mortified, and I thought, I'm never speaking again! Oh my god. Um, no, I actually was at... Um, because, like, Home Depot or, like, Lowe's or something. It was, like, some, you know, store like that. And I had pronounced it... Okay, and now I'm still not sure how to pronounce it. I think I pronounced it adhesive. It's adhesive. Oh. <laughs> she, she was, like... Adhesive. She was kind of, like, teasing me, but in a way that was, like, okay. Uh-huh. Like, you know what I mean? Like, she was, like... She's, like, you don't seem like an idiot. So I'm going to tell you that's not how you pronounce that word. And I was, like, oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, if people would be nice about it. Right. Yeah. So anyway. So she was like, you seem like sure. a smart girl to me. But yeah. That's not how you pronounce that word. And I was like, okay, all right. Okay. I appreciate it. Whatever. But uh, yeah, I felt like after that, I was like, all right. <laughs> like, can't go in public anyway. <laughs> Is it here or there? Is it here? Ma. 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 I had a dream I was in London last night. <laughs> but I wasn't really there. Was I here? Was I here? Or was I there? <laughs> all right. We're talking about it. That was Pete Holmes yeah. for everybody. <laughs> Such a funny stand-up. Yeah. Uh, um, so, okay, so what part are we at? I'm so like, Claire cancels her trip to Hawaii, yeah. and they spend a day together, and she shows them around uh, bits of Kentucky, and they mm-hmm. go to Colonel Sanders' grave. That's right, yeah. And uh, she calls it the Jim Morrison of Kentucky, because <laughs> people put, like, honey and butter packets from KFC on his grave. And um oh and then he says like later in the day he says something he's like you're kind of great Claire and mm-hmm. she goes well don't give me an ice cream cone. Yeah yeah. yeah. Like here's something sweet and fun but it melts in 5 minutes. Yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah. I know. I know. Um and then they like almost kiss and she's like aren't you glad we didn't just do something impulsive there something yeah. whatever, whatever now we have says, a chance yeah. of being friends forever mm-hmm. yeah and she oh I, we didn't really talk about this but something I really like about her character that's really deep is that she has a made up boyfriend we did talk about ben, the made up yeah. boyfriend mm-hmm. and I I think at multiple levels like on one hand I think Ben is created for her as mm-hmm. a defense mechanism. To keep people at arm's length. And another thing, I think he's also created because she is trying to deduce whether or not Drew is ready to be in the presence of a single girl. Because the dynamic when you're with somebody who's single is different than the dynamic when you're with somebody who's in a relationship. So I think it's like a two-part sort of defense slash protection mechanism for both of them almost yeah like creating a boyfriend keeps you protected in case you know just keeps you at arms keeps people at arm's length but also he might feel safer yeah if she has a boyfriend as well well and I also think it's um because it's like oh look I do have a life outside of giving people Mm -hmm. my number even if it's not true yeah you know at least it makes her in her mind I would assume that it makes her feel better, you know, that she's not, like, just giving random people her number, which she is, but, and she does say that in the beginning, that she, she says that to him, but, um, you know, it's funny, I was just thinking that it's funny that we remembered the fake boyfriend's name, but not the cousin's name. Yeah, (laughs) 
What is the cousin's name? I don't know. Oh, and also, um, I think this is a true fun fact. Um, Loudon Wainwright plays the uncle, plays the cousin's father. Mm-hmm. And he's the father of Rufus Wainwright. Oh, and is he? I think there's a, a female. Lucy? Is that her name? Yeah. And Loudon Wainwright, Wainwright is a musician in his own way. And um, I don't know if you've ever seen the show Undeclared. Yes, I did. I see love that, that show. show. It's one of my favorites. Is that um, Charlie Hunnam before you? Yes, yeah. it's one of my favorite yeah. shows, and also underappreciated. It was only on for one season, yeah. but um, he plays the main character's father, and in in his character, oh, yeah, his right. wife his wife leaves him, and there's an episode where Adam Sandler comes to the campus. <laughs> and, I love um, that and the father plays a song because the father keeps hanging around. Yeah. The son, because he's kind of lonely, and, and um, the father plays Adam Sandler a song that he wrote for his wife, and it's, like, really depressing, and it's like, you'll never find a man! <laughs> like, and I just, I don't know, I think he he's pretty funny, he's a, he's a pretty good guy, and he was also, he made a song, I think for the movie Knocked Up, mm-hmm. and it's a really sweet song about, like, having a daughter... And um, so, I don't know, it's just an interesting tidbit about him. And their family must be very musical. Yeah, I've I've actually met the sister. Oh, really? Yeah, I met her. um, She was really sweet. And she, so I went to, and mom, sorry if you don't know this story, but I'm about to tell it. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. No, it's not scandalous or anything. Um, Why did you apologize to your mom? Because, um... I don't know. You'll I I'm maybe you'll understand. <laughs> okay, so we so my mom's like really an indigo girls, so, you know, we went oh, yeah. to um we I've been to like Mabely Mabely. Maybe <laughs> Maybe it's Mabely. <laughs> Mabely like I don't know, maybe like a dozen concerts. Wow, I've really? been, I've seen them a lot. Yeah, like definitely a lot. Anyway, so she was playing with them and um I was I bought a sweater or a hoodie for my mom for her birthday because I wanted to surprise her, and I wanted to get it signed. I was like, if I get signed by the Indigo Girls, my mom will lose her fucking mind. Like it'll be so great. And uh, they weren't signing autographs, and I like waited outside and everything. Or I, what I did was I went up to Lucy, uh, and I was like, I just bought this for my mom. She's a huge fan of the Indigo Girls do you think you can maybe take it backstage and get it signed? And she tried. And she was so sweet. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, so she tried. That's awesome. I know. She was so nice. And so she tried. And she's like, I'm really sorry. They they already left. Like, I couldn't get it, you know, signed or whatever. And so I went and I waited outside. And I waited with these two girls who were like, oh, man, this is, like, my first time seeing them. And I was like, oh, you guys are, like, they were, they were like, these Amateurs. cute little, yeah, cute little, like, I don't know, maybe, like, they were maybe, like, 18 or something. So they were pretty young. But, um... And they never came out, and so I never got it signed, and I was super bummed. Aww. I don't think I ever told my mom that story, but I oh, tried man. so hard to that's get that really, signed. That's a really good, you're a good daughter. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds really nice, though, yeah. that she actually tried. Yeah, she yeah. was like, and she was so sweet, too, and everything. She's like, I tried, but they're just, they're gone. And I was like, bless your heart, you're so sweet. <laughs> so, yeah. Although not the southern bless your heart, which means fuck Oh, you. yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. The, like the, like, midi, midwest bless your heart, which yeah. is like, really bless your heart. <laughs> Yeah. 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 So he's he did a good job in this movie. He wasn't comedic in this movie, but he he had a good role because it was like a, another father. Like the movie was really had a really interesting message about like fathers and sons mm-hmm. as well, Definitely. which um I I think, you know, obviously being girls, we really can't 
necessarily relate, but from the outside looking in, it seemed like a really good representation of, like, just yeah. father and son relationships and how how they, the dynamic, it's good, yeah. and, and so that was... Well, I think it's, like, the the father wanting to see your son succeed. Yes. Um, but also wanting them to be, like, because, you know, with, with, um... With Mark <laughs> Brindanowitz, <laughs> the cousin, um, he has this child. Oh sorry. my god! Which his his child I cannot stand because he's just a screaming mass of just yeah. destruction, and um, and his dad is like, you need to be a father to your son, mm-hmm. and he's like, no, I'm his friend. Well, you can't be his friend. You're his no. dad, and your son's like seven. Probably not even seven. Probably like, well, yeah, he was maybe yeah, like was six seven. or seven. I think you're right. Um, yeah. but you know, still at that formative age where you need to teach them boundaries and you need to teach them that throwing a giant ham on the ground so that your dogs can Jesse. eat it. <laughs> Jesse. Jesse. His name is Jesse. I always forget yeah. that. Also, uh. uh Jessica Beale's character's name was Ellen Kishmore. Why'd she get a last name? <laughs> like, no, who cares? No one ever, I don't yeah. think anyone ever yeah. says their last name. No, anyway, so yeah, back to the father or son thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, Jesse. Okay, so Jesse. Jesse. So Mark uh, Randanowitz from yeah. Carson Rec is Jesse in Elizabeth's town. <laughs> so, yeah, but, you know, and... And I can understand why Jesse's dad was behaving that way, was like, you need to be a father to your son, because he really wasn't, you know? He was kind of just letting his son run around, do whatever he wanted. Yeah. And his son was such, like, I'm like, this is only going to get worse. He was a terror. Yeah, Yeah. he was totally a terror. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I guess I didn't really get that video that they showed of the dude. And I remember the guy's name in the video. The guy's name was Rusty. Yeah, actually. Yeah. Just can't remember Jesse's name. When I when I oh lent the movie to Mike, that was one of the main scenes that I was worried about because it's so random and I thought, he's really going to think it's just stupid. And he said it didn't bother him at all, so that was good. But yeah. I feel like, and I don't, I don't have any prior, I don't have any knowledge about this. I just always thought that the actor who played Rusty was just a friend of the director, and the director was like, let me write you a part. And yeah. so they made this ridiculous movie where he's like, if I blow up this house, will you stop, or will you listen to your parents? Yeah, like, will you behave like a good so little girl? I just feel like he's like a friend of the director or well, something. Well, because it's so random and has almost nothing to do with yeah. the rest of the movie, but all of a sudden this kid's well-behaved, yeah. and you're just like, from a video? Yeah. So because I watch videos all the time, they don't affect random. me like that, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're not watching the right videos. No, I wonder I who that watch, actor is, actually. I, I just know. watch cat videos. Yes, cats, I, watch, <laughs> I, I watch like cat, cat videos as well. Well, you know, because I show, because I go to Sam's desk every day and I go, look at this cat, look at this cat, look at this cat, and look at this one. <laughs> she goes, oh, well, and I show you dogs, too. Pups. I show you the pups. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. that The part with the um, that video, I, the, only, the only purpose for it is just that Claire found the video and and it helps and it helps yeah but um yeah there's no so do you want to talk about the funeral yes let's okay. talk about the funeral because I'm thinking about this one scene I'm trying to look up Rusty just keep going one of my favorite scenes in the entire film is when the mom dances to Moon River tap dances to Moon oh, River oh yeah I 
absolutely love that scene. It is one of my favorite scenes. Like, well, the whole thing where she's talking and everything, and and she's talking about how she went to her next door neighbor, and she's like, "Oh, my husband died," and and she's you know, and he gives her a hug, and she's saying, like, oh, she's like, and I felt something, a big something." <laughs> she's talking about the. The neighbor got a boner. Oh, he was hugging her. I really like. There's like a very old man in the audience who's like shocked, and she goes, "A boner!" And his face it shows his face, and he's so shocked. I know that. I love when she's like, "That's right, a boner." <laughs> anyway, so back to the back to the thing. So when she dances to Moon River, I I love that part. It's probably one of my favorite parts of the whole movie. Um, I don't really know why, but it's just so like. She knew that he loved that song, and she wanted to do something for him in memory of him. And I was just like, and it was very touching, yeah. you know? And also, it's Moon River, which is from Breakfast at Tiffany's, which is one of my favorite movies. So that kind of, although I think I saw Breakfast at Tiffany's after I saw Elizabeth Town. Oh, yeah, I think I did too. So, yeah. yeah but, um, I mean, whatever, hindsight's twenty twenty. I guess, you know, you could say, like, you could, like, retro- like, actively, like, date it and say that I loved it before. I don't know. You know what I, you know what I mean? Like, whatever. Either way, I love it. It's one of my favorites. You can like that scene even though you don't know where the song okay. comes from. I don't know. I'm not sure. The reason I'm giving know. you that look is because I'm not sure where you're going. I don't really know where I'm going. you're allowed either. to like a piece of music even if you don't know you the know, movie that's that. so true. <laughs> like, I have not seen a, a Star is Born, but I do really like Shallow. Well, I like part of Shallow, that song. Why are you looking at me like that? You don't like that song? I don't. I think it's like a concept song. It's not a real song. (laughs) That song drives me crazy. You're right. It's because it's like they worked out. They worked out one verse and one chorus, and then there's two minutes of them just being like, "Whoa!" (laughs) So I don't think it's an actual song. I think it's a demo. But for some reason, they were able to sneak it by, and everybody's like, "That song is the greatest." funny that you say that because I usually stop listening about halfway through because yeah. of but I like the beginning of I think it. I think the, like, ver- the first verse and the chorus are really nice but I wish that they would have like finished the song like it's like they went into the studio and they were like we have an idea for a song that will go with this movie and then they stopped and they said so how should we finish it and they're like nope I think it's good let's record it's it it's great let's do it and we have two more minutes to fill we'll just say the word shalalalalalo over and over again and it will be a hit and they were oh. right it is a hit so they're making money uh, jokes on me they yeah. made a lot of money with it they did so. they did they made a lot of money um that's like okay so this is kind of random but you know that song um one two step by um Sierra it's like this beat is automatic, supersonic. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, I've never listened to that full song because I like the beginning and then I get sick of it about like a minute in and I stop listening to it. Nice. <laughs> I know. I don't know why. I just never listen to that full song. I heard it in, it was in a Zach Braff movie. Um, it was with Rachel Bilson. Oh, is that the movie where his, like, girlfriend is pregnant and he has a one-night stand? Or something like that, yeah. It's kind of a... That movie is so depressing. Oh, my God, I know. It was, like, 
And I did not, like, Rachel Wilson's character, like, was throwing herself at him. Well, but also, he, like, arrives at, like, her place, and I'm like, you have a girlfriend. Does she know? I can't, I only saw the movie once, so does, does she actually know he has a girlfriend? I don't oh, know I don't if know. She do, I don't remember if she does, but if she does know, then I don't like her character. Yeah, but yeah, if she no, didn't I know, then I'm, like, whatever, she's just then she's, attracted yeah. to him, and she's trying to catch him, but... Yeah, I mean, okay. So am I, depressing. Am I shaming a little bit? I'm not meaning to. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. It's okay. okay. It's okay if you don't like okay. her actions. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, I thought. Like, I don't know if they're. I don't know if his character actually redeemed himself for me because they end up together. Like him and his pregnant girlfriend reconcile. But yeah, I because he. What was that movie called? I don't remember, but it was so. It made me so sad. Like movie. It was super. It was, it was super so depressing sad because his poor girlfriend. I'm look it up. <laughs> Go on. I just. I don't even. I don't even know what I was gonna say beyond the fact that I just. I have very little sympathy for movies where characters cheat, but the relationship is portrayed as a good relationship because before he cheats, they have. They're like happy together. Like. You know, she's pregnant, yeah. her life is about to change, but they don't show anything. It's not like she's browbeating him or nasty to him. It's no. just, it looks like they have a good relationship. He just apparently is bored or something. I don't, I don't know. I think that those types of storylines really bother me. Like, if you're going to make your character cheat, give me a reason to still empathize with him. Yeah, no, and I totally agree. And I kind of felt like that too, where um, I really didn't care about him. I didn't care what happened to him. I didn't care about his character. I thought he was kind of a dick. I was just like, whatever. Yeah. So I just, it's really. The last kiss. The last kiss. Yeah. It's just heartbreaking. I don't know. It's really sad. Yeah. I'm not saying, it's and like, also I'm not saying like you should cheat if, if someone's mean to you. You should cheat. I'm just saying uh, at least give me a reason to still kind of like the character because what you're giving me, I don't see right. a reason for him to cheat. Well, no, no. And well, I think that I think you just want you just want something that you can empathize with. Yeah. Yeah. And no, I totally agree with that. I didn't really I didn't care about him. Yeah. I didn't care about his fa- I didn't, I didn't care about him. I just was like, oh, okay. Um anyway, so let's not talk about the last kiss. So the funeral. Yeah, the funeral so was the funeral. really nice. Yeah. And then they play Freebird mm-hmm. and then What was his band's name? I can't remember um, now. Oh. If we weren't doing the podcast, I could think of it without any... Of course. Ruckus. His band Ruckus, name is Ruckus. that's right, that's right. So his cousin's band is getting together yeah. for the show at the funeral, and they play Freebird. One last One time. Last, yeah. <laughs> and uh, they play Freebird, and then they have this, like, bird thing that's supposed to fly across, and it lights like up fire. Like a shade bird yeah. or something, yeah. Oh, man. I That scene, though, is great when all the, the water's pouring down, mm-hmm. and she's like... And and Claire is like you know flight attendant. She's directing people out. out. Like, yeah. yeah, and she kind of like looks at him, and she has that look like this is it. This is the last time. Yeah, we're gonna she see gives each him other. the road trip map. Yeah. yeah, and I just I like that scene a lot because it's like it's in this moment where everyone else is panicking, and they're kind of just looking at each other from like not like across the room because it's a pretty big room, but like you know. From a distance, and it's just this, like, this is it. Yeah. This is the end. It's decision time. Yeah, and this is kind of where they, like, they feel like they're maybe both gonna just move on with their lives, and, you know, and it just, it it seemed, it seemed almost like 
the perfect ending for a funeral, though, mm-hmm. because it was like, it was so, it was unexpected. It brought everyone together, but it was also like, it's just this like crazy series of events that led everyone to like running out of this place. But in a way that was really, like, perfect. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, yeah, it was a fire and everything, but it was... Oh God, I just... Yeah. I just really like it. I really like it as well. But I think... I don't know if I... I sort of have a different interpretation. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's almost... You know, every relationship has a moment um, at the beginning where you... It's, like, decision time. Like, you have to decide, are we going to commit to each other and be exclusive or is this going to be it? And I feel like that's the look. I feel like that's the look they're giving to each other. Oh. To me. I mean, I can see how you could interpret yeah. it one way. But my interpretation is just, it's decision time. Like, are yeah. we never going to see each other again? Or is this going to be a thing? Yeah. That, so, yeah, yeah. No, to me, I, I interpret it as this is the end of the road and we're not going to see each oh, other again. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. I can see um, both. I yeah. can see how that would be. Um. Yeah. And I think he may have especially felt that way. I don't know if she felt that way, but Ooh, it's raining harder. Yeah. Oh I my gosh! If you can hear that on the holy crap! Oh my gosh! It's really pouring. It is. I love it. I love. Oh, great! I didn't bring my. Umbrella. It makes me want to take a nap. Dude, right? Yeah, my umbrella going to stop my... in like a second though, because it's how Michigan works. <laughs> well, it just like pours for a second and then it lightens up. Yeah, no, up. it's just like lightly. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, it's still kind of heavy. Oh, I love it. I can hear it again, yeah. Yeah. It's nice. I hear it on the roof. Oh, that's really nice. I know, it, it makes me want to so take nice. a nap. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you. Yeah. Um. Okay, anyway, back to the story. <laughs> so anyway, so she gives him a map. Yeah. yeah, she gives him the map, <clears throat> mm-hmm. and he takes it, and he sort of comes face to face with his feelings, and she makes CDs to go along with it, mm-hmm. and he, like, sort of meets his emotions head on about his father's death and about his failure at work. Yeah. And then there's, so there's one scene earlier that I wanted to mention. Oh, yeah. Um, where they're going on a road trip when he's a little kid and he's oh, like, yeah. where do you want to go? And he goes, I want to go to Town or whatever. He was like, I want to go to Kentucky or remember. Mm-hmm. And they kind of had these like little disbursements of, this is what his relationship was like with his dad when he was a child. And it was a very healthy and good relationship. Mm -hmm. But there is that one scene, and they play the song This Time Around by Helen Steller. Yeah, Yeah, and I love, because I love that song. And they're, they have, they're like moving, and they have these boxes, and they're like spinning around the room. It's this like, kind of lightly, like dim, dimly lit room with like the light streaming in from the window. It's a really pretty scene. Yeah, and they're just like, and it's just these moments of like, whimsy like what actually he says. I totally agree with you and I think that that's a good snapshot of what his dad was like and you can tell somewhere along the line Drew lost that because yeah. his dad it was a full-grown adult and he was like let's pick up these boxes and spin around yeah and Drew was spinning around with him but Drew as the adult that he was at the beginning of the movie would never do something like no, that at that no. point so his dad kept that whimsy his whole life and that's probably why people were so drawn to him yeah and right. Drew lost it, and I think that's... Cause, well, then Claire, one of the things that Claire says is she's like, she's like, is his name Mitchell, or is it Mitch? Oh, yeah. She's like, because Mitches are good guys. And and she, 
She says that she's a student of names, which I, I love kinda, it. Seen, I yeah. kind of took to heart because I kind of do the same thing. Where like, like I've met certain people where I'm like, and I'm not gonna name any names, but where I'm like, oh, that's their name. I'm like, oh, and then later they like show their true colors, and I'm like, and that's why your name is that name. <laughs> no, um, and I'll tell you some after if you want. Sure. To. Yeah. Yeah. But um, but. Yeah, she's like, I'm a student of names, and I think that that is really true. I think that I I firmly believe that people that have certain names are kind of certain ways, you know? Yeah, I, I wonder sometimes, like, I muse about it, like, what if I had been named Ashley? I'm yeah. sure my personality would be slightly different. There'd be something different about me, you know? Yeah. Or... Or what if my name had been, I don't know, Zoe, you know? Yeah, yeah. There's just, and I don't know if that's, like... A societal, it's got to be a thing like, like, nate, it's got to be nurture, yeah, not nature, yeah. I think so, but it's too. something because I agree, I know what you mean. Well, and people put certain, and you know, and not to, I'm sorry, I have to stretch my leg, it's cramping up. Um, <laughs> yes, our <laughs> podcast listeners were just know, wondering I, why I your you leg to... stretched out. <laughs> I didn't want you to think I was invading your space. Oh, I um, don't care. So, um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Just There's a little bit of heartburn right now. Ugh. Um. Oh, shit. In the sha la 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 That song sucks. <laughs> <laughs> um. God, what else was I saying? We were talking about names. Yeah, names. Um. I think names have a much more important, um, like, brute in our society than people think that they necessarily I think they do too I don't think people should be flippant about names I think names are very names are tied to identity yeah and names are very important so um I think there's a big trend in our generation to like name your children ridiculous things and I think that that's being flippant about names yeah, like one of the biggest things, and no offense to any of our listeners out there, but this drives me up the goddamn fucking wall, okay, is when people name their girls Khaleesi, because Khaleesi is not a name, it is a title. <laughs> like, it's like, name me your kid Queen, like, versus like Elizabeth, you know? Well, Queen is a title, it's not a name, you know, like, I don't know, and that's just, that's just my own little, like, thing that gets me with that I'm like Khaleesi is not a name and someone told me they're like oh that was like oh I don't know it was like someone was telling me like their kid just had a kid like their their daughter or whatever just had a kid and and I go oh what's their name and they're like Khaleesi and I was like and I really had to put on like a face on wow yeah (laughs) it was like Oh, that's beautiful. I also that's the Game of Thrones sometimes like right? Game of Thrones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I was just, but inside I was like, it's not a name. Yeah, it's not a name. <laughs> I have. I'm on the fence about like pop culture name, like naming your child. Like, I think I personally, I can see if if I don't know how I feel about it because if your favorite character ever was. I don't know. I'm trying to think of like a famous character. Dorian Gray. If your favorite character was Dorian Gray <laughs> and you want to name your son Dorian, I don't have a problem with that. 
But if your favorite, if you love Game of Thrones and you want to name your kid Khaleesi, that rubs me the wrong way. And I don't know why, because in like 50 years, will Game of Thrones be canon like Dorian right. Gray is? And right. it's just too modern? I don't know, because I, I think, I think maybe it's just like down to personal preference, because I agree with you like that. That seems it's almost flippant. like it's too recent. Maybe. Yeah. And it's, and well, it's, because Dorian Gray was written in the 1800s. Yeah. You know? So in a hundred years, maybe people naming their kid Khaleesi will, will be like, okay. Yeah. I don't know. It just, I I see where you're coming from as well because it's not a name. Mm-hmm. But people name their kids king and queen too. So I, I don't, you know, I don't know if the title bit bothers me yeah. as much as it bothers you, but I can see why it would. I'm not saying. It's not so much, it's not so much being named queen, queen or, or prince or whatever. Um. It's the fact that it's like, to me, and this is just to me, and maybe I am horribly wrong, but it's almost like kind of ignorant, in my opinion, to call your daughter Khaleesi, like if you're a fan of the show, because it's like, do you understand that that's not a name? Like, that's not her name. And and it's, I think people like actually don't know that. Ah, uh, okay. That's that's what bothers me. Okay. And it's like, her name's, like, and I've only seen the first three seasons, so Lord knows I am not a Game of Thrones fan, and I probably will never finish it at this point. I really don't care. But, it's like, but I know from seeing my three seasons, which was, God, like seven years ago now at this point, um, that Khaleesi is not a name. <laughs> and, that's, and that's just what bothers me is that it's like a lack of like self-awareness. Like, are you aware that it's a title? <laughs> that's yeah. just what bothers me. And it's like flash <laughs> in the pan as well. Yeah. I don't know if you, actually, I don't know if you could say that if the series went for like 10 years or I don't know how many seasons it has, but. I think like eight or It something. just feels, I feel your pain because yeah. I also think, I think names are important. Just very long story short. I don't think that you should casually name anything unless it's, right. I mean, like, maybe casually name a pet. But even then, they're going to be alive for a long time. <laughs> so make sure the name is meaningful. Right. You know? Yeah. And, like, yeah. No, and I, uh, yeah, I totally agree. That Maybe that's it. Make sure the name is meaningful. And if the most meaningful thing in your life is Game of Thrones, I don't know if that's a meaningful <laughs> name. Yes. Yes. I agree. And I wouldn't necessarily recommend calling your child Dorian because Dorian Gray is such a messed up character. I mean, he's great. He's a lot of fun. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I love Dorian Gray. It's a great, it's a great book. Yeah. um, I mean, he murders people. (laughs) Like, he's not really a good guy, you know? But there was one thing. So can I just say... Wait. Can we pause for just a second? Okay. Thanks. I think so, yeah. Okay. Okay, good. Okay, we're back. back. (laughs) We had to take a little break. Okay, so... Okay. Um, So so, she's a student of names, which is a fun conversation that we didn't talk about. Yeah. I'm glad that we mentioned it, because I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then... Oh, there is one scene that I like, too. When they are walking around, and they're checking out Chuck and Cindy's, like, pre-wedding venue, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And one of the things that I love, well, first of all, when she says, welcome to the annual meeting of people who annually meet, and we'll see y'all next year, (laughs) you know? And then when he says, 
he's like, Ben doesn't deserve you. You deserve someone who says to you. And then he grabs, like, the list of their vows. Mm-hmm. And it was the cutest list of vows ever. Like, yeah. we're going to have twin Priuses. And, like, they every... Chuck and Cindy. Yeah, yeah. Like, every year we're going to go camping. And, oh, just... It was... They're so cute. And they were so touching. And I was just like... And she's listening to him say this. And, and, uh, and then I think they got together, didn't they? Yeah, I don't think they... I don't... I... Actually, this is a little bit of an Elizabethtown mystery for me because I don't know if they actually had sex or not because in the little room, they start kissing. Yeah. And he says, Ben is really lucky. All we did was kiss. Yeah. And then she wakes up in the room, but she's dressed when we see her. Like, we see her looking for her shoe and she's dressed. Well, So I don't know if if they actually had sex or if they just, like, hung out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and he... I think they did sleep in the same bed, though, because he was not dressed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um... But he says something like, you're lucky you're not going to be in trouble with me with that dress on or something. He says something like that to her. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I think they did. Okay. Interesting. I, I, yeah. I personally think they did just because he was naked, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you assume that he was naked. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was, you know, and like her clothes were all flung all over. Her shoes were anyway. So, um, but weren't they watching... Was she watching? I think she was watching Roman Holiday. Wait, I don't remember the movie. It was that? an old movie that was on TV, but I don't remember what it was. There's some movie. For some reason, I always confuse this part. There's some movie that I have seen a bunch of times that always has Roman Holiday playing on in the background. Mm. Um, and I can't think of what it is, but I think I want to say it was Roman Holiday because there I think that the scene that they were showing if I can remember this is that um she had kicked off her shoe underneath her dress and she was trying to find oh, it. Oh yeah. That was and that's in Roman Holiday. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um and that's when she was trying to find her shoe, but I I don't know. And and so when she, you know, she runs out of there, he runs after her and she's like She's like, you're always trying to break up with me. You're always trying to break up with me, and we aren't even together. And he's like, we aren't? Yeah. And like, I'm like, <laughs> I like that response. Yeah. yeah. Um, but <clears throat> I think that was kind of like a big like a big point for Drew when he went, oh, there's this girl who really cares about me, but I'm pushing her away, and she's running away right now, like literally. Yeah. Because, I, I don't know, she probably w- left just because she's like, this guy's not going to get it, or I don't know, I don't know, whatever, but anyway, um, and then that part where she's like, you failed, you failed, you failed, you failed. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. he tells her about his fiasco, Yeah, and how he got fired from work, and she's like, who cares, I don't care, you know, and I, I think that also is a waking up moment for him, because he's like, oh, my success doesn't make doesn't make or break who I am as a person. Like, my value yeah. as a person isn't determined by this success. And yeah. she sees that. Yeah. 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 And, you know, going from a place where, where they're in what they're in Oregon, right? Wait. Well, he's Is from he Oregon, California? but they're in Kentucky. No, 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 no. When, in the beginning. He's in Oregon. He is in Oregon. Yeah. Okay. For some reason, I think he was Kelly. Well, because all through the movie, they, they, they say call California. Him, like, California. <laughs> oh. We really are from Oregon. <laughs> I really like, there's something, a, a small moment at the funeral that I, I thought was really cute. So, um, Susan Sarandon is telling how they met, mm-hmm. and her and Mitch, she was in Japan, and they met in an elevator. 
Uh-huh. And she said, yeah, and I stole him away, and we went to Disneyland together, and that's, like, their sort of meet, meet story, and I thought that was really cute. Oh, they're nice. so cute. I like learning how people meet. I mean, it's a movie. Me it's too. a movie, so it's written. It's all scripted, but in real life, it's kind of fun to hear how people It is, and you can hear other. really cute stories, yeah. so. Yeah, I've heard a couple mm-hmm. where I'm like, what? Stop. Yeah. It's too much. It's too cute, you know? It's like, just, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's fun. So, anyway. But, um, um, yeah, uh, so... I mean, I guess when you get to the end, we kind of talked about... Yeah. You know? So, in the end... Yeah, and then They we... meet up at the at the flea market. Yeah. She's, like, waiting for him, and she gives him a choice. She's mm-hmm. like, you can find me and start a new direction, or you can, you know, yeah. go home. And he finds her. Yeah. And, and I love that she's wearing the little red hat, and he's looking for all the people. Like, yeah. a, so with a red hat. And yeah. He's like, oh, my God, there's a million people with red hats around. And, yeah. But, um... It's cute. It's, yeah, and that's... That's it. That's, I would 1,000% recommend this movie over and over again to anyone. Go. I, I think it's a fantastic it. film. Yes. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, watch it and enjoy it. Yeah. And um, the soundtrack is really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's a really good movie that combines soundtrack and a movie. I think Cameron Crowe does that really well yeah. in most of his movies. I think he really is attuned to the right type of music to put in. Um, I agree. Yeah. Did, he didn't, he didn't do the Virgin Suicide, so that was so no, Yeah. Okay. Um, um, I know he did Almost Famous, and then I think yep. there's another one that I like that he did. Oh, he did Vanilla Sky. Yeah. Yeah, I liked Vanilla Sky. That one was... I believe he did say anything. Definitely. Well. Oh, did he? I okay. So, yeah. Definitely Vanilla Sky is nothing like <laughs> Elizabeth Down. Or almost famous, and if you don't like Tom Cruise, you're not gonna like that movie. <laughs> I've never actually seen Vanilla Sky, but I really? want to. I just have never seen it. So I think you might like it. It's a little yeah. bit. It's more of psych psychological. Okay. Yeah. I, I think I have like it, it. So if you want to okay, watch it, yeah. Um, I saw part of the original, but like the first one because it's. It's based after, or it's, it's like, basically almost a, like, I guess, like, a, almost a shot-for-shot remake of the original one. Oh, okay. It's called Open Your Eyes. Oh. Yeah. Penelope Cruz is also in that. Oh, okay. hmm So, but anyway. Yeah, so that's, yeah, I think go that's see it. Elizabeth. Find Elizabeth Town and watch it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, you will not regret it. It's a very emotionally compelling and well-written film, and I think the characters are well-written, and they're likable, and mm-hmm. it's it's great. Yeah. yeah. All yeah. right. Well, so, I think yeah. we're done, so. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. Follow us on Instagram. We have Facebook. I'm terrible at updating Facebook, so sorry, but, you know, hmm, such is life. Um, <laughs> Listen to us on Spotify, SoundCloud. Yeah, SoundCloud. Um, uh, iTunes. We're on iTunes. Are yeah. we on Stitcher? Um, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud. If you yeah. if you can't listen to one of those things, then you're a caveman. Yeah, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, come on. <laughs> come on. Keep I don't know how you're listening here. right now. Yeah, yeah exactly. Listen, like, what are so. you doing? Yeah. yeah. Come on. <laughs> All right. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.